All right, is it recording? Mm-hmm. All right, bet. All right, welcome back to Tea Times, ladies and gentlemen. It's 2.17, Saturday, the 4th of November, 2023, Jacksonville Library. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> uh, today I have with me Aurora. Hello. Um, so you were telling me, yeah, you had medical conditions when you were a child. You, they, would, they would have you take a bunch of different pills and treatments and such. Yeah, so my whole life, my... my I feel I've been on this journey of health and discovering, you know, the the true power of the human body. And I didn't know that my fears as a child would lead me to being like as in the know that I that I am now. And my biggest fear is being like parasites and disease. Mm. I'd be watching monsters inside me with my mom as a child mm. <laughs> and be really afraid to go to Australia because I'm like, I'm going to get parasites if I go there. <laughs> so I was more in like an avoidant for a long time and kind of like a hypochondriac in a lot of ways. And just, I, I didn't really understand the human body and I was being told by all the doctors like, oh, if you have this symptom, then you need to take this pill or, you know, I have an easy quick fix for you. Mm. And more recently, I actually learned that doctors are just salesmen. Mm. And if you give them a symptom, then they're like in their head thinking, oh, what pill can I sell this person? Because she just named this symptom to me. But they're not really like, they're not really trying to cure people. And they were never trained to really cure people. Mm. And and that's not to say that doctors are, uh, are bad people or that, you know, most people that are doctors have like ill intention. I just think that the whole system at large is not designed to like cure people and give people mm. true health because I believe that true health should be free and it is free and we have the ability within ourselves to heal ourselves and we don't even need anything external of us. And so I went from being really dependent upon the doctor system to then being uh, going on my own journey of like herbalism and you know studying different plants and mm. like how these different herbs can heal us and provide you know other healing that that pills couldn't necessarily provide and what I learned from plants is that the point of like herbalism was that when you take these plants you're basically like merging your you're you're merging your environment with with the consciousness of that plant and I mean and that goes to show with like with anything that you consume, anything you put into your body, even like even the music you listen to or the, the friends you surround yourself with and the environments that you find yourself with, it's like your way of merging your, your frequency with the environment around you. Mm. And oh, the, the, my brain wants to go on like many different tangents into that because there's so many, there's so much about food and like mm. the consciousness of food and how, how it affects us and but, but yeah, going back into the the body and being um, able to just be more self sufficient, depending on like the human's ability to do that. Mm. <laughs> um, so like, but I don't know. To me, it seems somewhat conflicting in the like you don't need anything, but also like you can use herbs or use music or something like that. Like where. What do you mean when you say you don't need anything versus like having just external inputs or like, you know what I mean? Well, I would say that everything like external, like all, all, all of those external inputs are um, just entertainment. <laughs> really? What do you like? So like, 
when you say like herbalism stuff like like if you have an upset stomach and you take ginger like that's what do you mean is that entertainment or like well so okay if you're gonna take ginger that's a way of like merging with the consciousness of ginger and and because of the properties in ginger and the sort of like spiciness and the sort of like i feel i feel that all plants they they have an energy to them and i know in herbalism they have words for it that's you know more of like the spicy or the sort of like tonics or they have different like up uppers or downers or different you know and for me ginger has a sort of like spiciness that can almost like go through and like clean and clear mm -hmm. like whatever's in there and especially in with the gut and the way that ginger looks it's very similar to the shape of the gut mm -hmm. and so a lot of these foods also look similar to the properties of like what they help mm -hmm. like carrots if you cut a carrot um carrot slice you have a little circle it looks like an iris mm -hmm. and like they're known to help the eyes because of like the um, vitamins of carrots mm -hmm. so what like hmm. so what, like what is your sort of general approach then to like nutrition what is a good like all right here's the lay of the land of like this is how you should operate um i mean or like how did you like how did you find this stuff too like, <laughs> so i guess moving moving into into that and so going from the doctors being really sick to then learning about herbalism and healing myself with herbs and that was also during the time that i was vegan and i wasn't necessarily the healthiest although i was healing my my gut and i was bringing a lot more fiber into my system and a lot more plants that was like overall clearing out my system but i was I was also eating like some vegan junk food stuff that I would not eat now mm. and I'm more at a point of I don't even I don't even really take that many herbs and I kind of went through that into a more like holistic you know I don't think that it's healthy to be so like I have to take all of these things every day mm -hmm. because ultimately when when I was on a bunch of pills, I remember one day I woke up and I'm like taking all these pills and I'm like, why is it that I have to wake up every day and I have to take these pills? Like, why do I have to uh, like have pills for me to keep existing? And there was something really that felt wrong about that and it felt like, like some like why was my human body not able to just function mm. it, it, it didn't make sense to me and and so from that point on i was like okay i'm gonna try to figure out a way to not have to take these and so i felt like for me herbs were like a were like a stepping stone down like a supplement to getting off of that dependency of mm -hmm. like believing that i needed to take stuff and so as i started taking herbs and my body was starting to learn from the plants and learn from the consciousness that I was like merging with them basically and they were sort of like teaching me how to like fulfill those nutrients within my own body which I think is the point of herbalism anyway that should be the point of any healing is that your body learns how to do it on its own and then from that point I now got to a point where I actually the body is self-sufficient and supposed to be like a homeostasis like self-operating machine that's supposed to live for however long you want to live 
I mean, what would you say? Like, because <laughs> you see, it's it's almost like verging on. Uh, I'm sure you've heard of like breatharians. Like <laughs> I that. have. Yes, that's, that is what it is. But like to me, I'm like that's nuts. Uh, I'm like no way. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I know it seems nuts, and it's something that I've like I've been aware of breatharians for a really long time, and I've actually met a couple now mm-hmm. <laughs> in in person, and I've observe them like through social media and you know when I first saw them there was a part of me that like I was trying to see like these people have to be unhealthy like there there's no way like which just seems be, like you're starving like yeah they must be food. lying like you know and I was trying to convince myself of that too but sorry trying to be like subtle about it <laughs> it's all good oh. um but but yeah I feel like maybe I don't know. So it's it's hard to grasp that that is our like natural way of being is not needing food. And I personally have not um, done many long fasts, but I have been more consistently fasting and getting to a point within myself of not being addicted to food. So rather than like like because I know that people have done long fasts, at least I know for a fact that Jesus has fasted for forty days, mm-hmm. and I know. I've had friends, my sister, she's fasted for like a week straight. So I know it's possible to like go that long without food. And so when I'm like going a couple hours without food and I start to get a craving, I've actually started to think that the cravings that we have are more of an emotional craving and something that we want more on a soul level, Mm. but we like replace it with an external food rather than having that like emotional crave craving satisfied and and this goes into like like when we merge with the consciousness of a food i feel like all the different foods that exist have they have different feelings and almost sort of sup like things that they can supplement us uh for example somebody really likes ice cream and they're craving ice cream all the time you know ice cream is kind of really comforting and soft and Mm. it's kind of a thing that we attach children to to some extent mm-hmm. and so it's like if somebody's craving ice cream all the time they're probably missing feeling like a child and having that sort of like freedom and playful nature and so it's like they're supplementing ice cream the external experience of ice cream but really what they're wanting is that internal experience of feeling like a child again hmm. so they don't actually want the ice cream but it's it's replicating the feeling that they're actually wanting in the frequency of that feeling. But like, I don't, I don't know, to me, like I get fasting. Like I've done that before where like I'll go like a day or something like that without eating, which that to me is just more like just for weight loss kind of thing rather than doing it as like, oh, I don't need to eat. But to me, it's like after a certain point, you're going to run out of fat and then you're you just like you can't survive without any energy like inputs i'd get like what you're saying with the like certain foods have certain feelings i definitely like you know people say like oh that you're eating your feelings kind of thing i definitely get that but i don't like to me just breatharians it like just from like you know smell test of like you're gonna die if you don't eat like you know people starve to death like i don't know what like what 
You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I mean, I know, I know that it sounds crazy, and you know, from what people have been programmed to believe about this dependency on food or on external things, and that's because people have forgotten how to create their own frequency and sustain themselves from their own frequency and from breath alone. And I think I've talked to you about breath before and how like breath really fuels the body and actually mm. gives more energy to the body. And I think that people. People are actually dying like early. Like people are dying way before the the human body is even meant to die. Mm. And I think people have been lied to about the the true age of the human body. We're really meant to live hundreds of years if we'd like. Mm. And by aging, people are only aging because they're getting dehydrated because of all of the all of the fake food that people are eating. That they're it's getting so overly processed in the body that the body can't even like can't even process it to a point and the body just starts losing water and I think that people are just like dehydrated and when they get old and everything stops working it's just because they're like chronically dehydrated but like I think that a lot of people who are really old right now and are on their deathbed could get off their deathbed if they knew hmm. if they knew the truth of their human body I don't know like because to me I think that's like an extreme view <laughs> like like I, I definitely like you know I think there is truth in what you're saying, but I think that like t only to a certain point, you know, <laughs> like part of me is like, uh, like, especially, you know, like the way people are aging and stuff like that. And what we, you know, you, you can definitely tell if, if you're active or you're eating properly, you're going to live longer and you're going to age slower, stuff like that. But like, you know, somebody is like on their deathbed and they have cancer or something like that. I don't think there's anything they can do to just like, you know I mean like they're done <laughs> and and that's like that's a limited belief and I'm all for like every every possibility being possible like if somebody on their deathbed started to have thoughts of life and they're like you know what I actually I want to live then if there's like a will I believe that there is a way somehow mm. and they may have to push through really hard and it may be a really hard challenge that they'd have to actually push through in order to live but people if they saw that if they were faced with that choice mm. then they're like no i just want to die so i honestly think it has to do with the consciousness and the will of the spirit of the person mm. and how much they actually want to live so what like what should somebody do like for the you know like me i walk up how do i do this what, what do i do what well, is step one okay so I guess this goes into what I was talking to you about yeah, right yeah. before. That seems like um, near, that's expert level. That's black belt stuff <laughs> going on. <laughs> it, it is, but it's actually what like teach, what I would say has taught me a lot of what I know about the human body now because I started to witness things in my body change unlike anything I've ever been taught before. And it basically, it's like an intuitive language that my body has now has now taught me. And it's something that the people around me don't um, don't get because they don't do. And just like any psychedelic or plant or you know new substance, you don't actually know what it's like until you try it. And so it's like I can I can try to to describe it to you all I want, and I can describe to you the effects that it's had on my body and like the yeah, I and and, I, and I'm going well, tell to pe but, tell people what what, but, but what it is. But ultimately, yeah. Okay, so um, it's called 
<laughs> it's called urine therapy and it's basically taking back your own your own waters and i know the first thought that most people are going to have is like that's that's gross like that's waste water and why would i why would i take that back like no that that's just waste well that and that's that's where people have been lied to is that what comes out of your colon and like your actual like all poo that's waste but even then that's not even waste it's like you naturally we would eat seeds we would eat fruit fruit from the trees and we'd mm-hmm. eat the seeds and then we'd poop outside in nature and then we would make compost and we would make soil for the trees to grow mm-hmm. even more fruit and so naturally like our our poo is not even like waste it's mm-hmm. just don't consume poo <laughs> that's not what i'm saying it's not the same system and that's why sometimes like you'll actually have liquid like you'll have diarrhea or liquid come out of your butt if you're having like issues because that, that is the waste chamber but your urine is actually in in the scientific community it's called ultra blood plasma filtrate hmm. and it's basically just your filtered blood and what your kidneys do is they everything that's in your blood at that moment in time that you are urinating they're taking everything and they are like looking at all the nutrients and they're basically creating an information like like potion for you to then when you take back you're consuming the information and not only does the taste tell you the information of your blood but it tells you it actually gives you the antidote so if you're if you've consumed any sort of poison or toxin or like any uh, either in like a food or in some sort of chemical it would instantly create the antidote for that and it would heal and reverse whatever is happening and so if i've ever ever had a headache if i've ever had mucus in my body it Mm -hmm. instantly starts putting all of the mucus out of my body and it makes me completely hydrated (laughs) in my life i have Mm -hmm. like feeling completely hydrated i've never felt this like hydrated and full of life and I notice that the longer that I do it the more often that I do it the the younger that my face looks the more clear that my skin looks and but it also comes with the challenge of fighting back the addiction because it's very easy to fall back into addiction and I myself still in terms of food because food is an addiction mm. and this goes back into the emotional things i think that more people emotionally eat than they than they actually need to mm-hmm. the people are eating far more food than their body even requires mm. and when you get to a certain point of eating too much food then it's taking back a lot of energy to even digest that food especially if you're unaware of the ingredients that you're consuming and there's a bunch of a random like chemical ingredients that your body would never come into contact with in a normal existence Mm -hmm. (laughs) and so when your body has to like face that it's going to make you tired and you're going to have to sleep more often but you know if you've ever fasted before most people recall having more energy and being awake longer Mm. And that's because they're not having to digest and process as much food, which goes into another theory of like, I just think that the human body really doesn't need to eat much or even sleep much. And that we're like actually meant to like our full capacity and full potential is to be like operating like through spirit alone and not needing anything external, but realizing that all the energy that you use to like will yourself to life and to move is actually coming from a different source and does not need to come from the external, which is like the ultimate like thought process of 
of this like way of being hmm. and I'm I am admitting that I'm not like fully there especially with having to still operate in this world and you know I think the biggest the hardest challenge for me has been more of the social like um, repercussions or more sort of like ostracization mm-hmm. of like wanting to live more like this or to even experiment to see if this is possible because people around me are like no like what you're doing is yeah. terrible yeah. like <laughs> you're starving yourself but then i'm like I, I went to the gym last week um for first time in a while like doing general stretches but i was like i'm just gonna push myself to see how far i can go and i did like 100 crunches and then i did 30 like russian crunches and then i did 20 push-ups and then i did like a bunch of things with the ball and then i did 23 stairs on the stair master mm-hmm. in like an hour and i'm like doing all of this and i still don't feel tired afterward mm-hmm. and so i'm like i don't <laughs> i guess i'm just trying to test i'm like is my body healthy mm-hmm. <laughs> is what i'm doing healthy for me i don't know it seems it's weird i don't know like I gotta think about it. Like I don't, I don't, I don't know what to say. Like, <laughs> because I, 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 like to me, it seems very just like you need the energy. You eat the food. There you go. Like, boom, you, boom, you very linear. Out, you pee out nine or you pee out twenty grams of protein a day. <laughs> but like, what? Like, like <laughs> you're not supposed to have any protein in your urine. What do you mean? Like urine isn't. It's just like There's like that's like like that's how they know that like parts of your body are like breaking down. Is if you I, it's like I don't know if it's rhabdomyolysis. That's probably the wrong word. But like if you have like muscle tissue or proteins in your urine, that's like that's a way the doctors test. Like oh something's getting broken down. Why is it like oh your body's digesting itself kind of thing like you're you're mm. like if you do too much damage to your muscles you will get those proteins in your blood that gets filtered out by your kidneys that you then urinate out that's why like you can fake pee like mm. like on like mm-hmm. uh, pee tests like for drugs they sell like fake urine in stores and it's like synthetic and the reason why you can do that and they can't be like obviously this is synthetic pee is because pee is not supposed like pee is sterile like pee is not supposed mm-hmm. to have any protein in it it's it's like I don't, I don't know the exact chemicals that are in pee but it's not hmm. it's not there's no nutrition in urine hmm well i guess i'm not i mean i'm not entirely sure about like what contents are in it i i thought that there was protein in it because um i have talked to um, like this, the scientist lady who she studied blood for 20 years her mm. name's Fiona and she after 20 years of studying blood she somebody told her she should look at urine under a microscope and when she started to look at it she she began to see a lot more there than what any doctor had ever talked about mm. and um, and this is part of what I are you I, have pictures I do have pictures okay good because I yeah I want to see that and so because I, I looked at her Instagram and she had, um, she had quite a lot of different pictures of other people and it was almost like artistic and mm-hmm. like the, the pictures are kind of, you know, like almost like awe in, in how they appeared. Oh, let me see. Um, see, I thought you were just going to tell me to eat like more lettuce today. I, didn't, no, I was not expecting oh, no. this. I, no, honestly, like, and, and that's, so w- when it comes to food and like what I do eat, I'm pretty just like, I holistically eat like just 
meats and um, fruits mm -hmm. and I drink raw milk and like pretty much like farm foods. I try to avoid processed food as much as possible. Mm -hmm. I'll do it a little bit, but the thing with what I do is my body is always clearing itself out anyways. And so I don't have any problem with digestion anymore because of what I do. I don't like, I don't get sick. And if I do get sick, I can heal myself within a couple hours. Mm -hmm. Like, <laughs> so I just feel I have, I have tapped into like a secret of the human body and no, no matter what other people say, they think it's gross or weird. I'm like, I'm at a point of embodying like very proficient health hmm. and it's, <laughs> I mean, I'm enjoying it. Um, <laughs> so I mean, cause like, I'm not like, I'm here's like one picture. What, what is that? Well, like it's well, well, what does the symbol look like to you? Uh, it looks like the Iron Cross. Yeah, it's like the Maltese Cross. When I saw this, I the symbol has been coming up to me a lot in my like spiritual awakening, and I was like, oh, that's interesting. And so she, she basically here you can look through like a couple of those. So she basically showed me these, and what happens is they, a lot of them look pretty crystalline, almost like snowflake-like structures. Mm. And so this was my first sample I sent her because I was, I was just like purely curious. Like I wanted to see what would come out. And so I saw a couple symbols like the Maltese cross and I started to see like some flowers and there were some cute symbols that, that appeared and that were similar to, you know, things I've seen or drawn before. I mean, it is beautiful. Like, I'm, I'm very have, surprised. Like, I, I know, it's beautiful. <laughs> so what a weird well, so, thing. But what's interesting, so these ones with the blue background, so mm -hmm. the ones with, like, this this kind of gray color background, these were before, but the blue background is, after, this is the same sample, but it aged after, like, three months. Mm -hmm. And so when urine ages, it actually starts to grow even more crystalline. Mm -hmm. Like, it starts to... It it literally it lives outside of you like it's like a living liquid mm -hmm. it's a living organism of yourself of your consciousness of your aura basically and it continues to develop and so it went from it kind of went from these which look more bubbly and there's a rainbow too mm -hmm. <laughs> but like what like i don't know to me it's like why don't animals drink their own pee then they do they do. Monkeys do. There's, Monkeys drink their own pee? Yeah. And you know, when you were a baby, you know what you grew in? You know what your amniotic fluid was? Urine. It was your urine that you literally were growing in. Really? Yeah. If you don't believe me, this is this, is, on, yeah, this I, is online. You can, <laughs> like, I'm saying this with, with factual This truth. is all like, I feel like we need like a fact checker for all this stuff. Because even I though like know, pro and blood I, protein or like pea protein things, someone's like, I want, I want I, like, I, a, and That's a the thing is I have, I have sources. I have like, I found many doctors who have wrote about these, wrote about this in books mm -hmm. who've gone and they've cured cancer. They've cured diabetes. I could, I'll, you know, later I can send you a couple PDFs of these books mm -hmm. and you can look, I have scientific proof. So I have I, like I gone, just... I have literally gone on a mission to search for this because I know how crazy it sounds. Yeah, and I did, yeah. I'm like logical enough to recognize that okay. like the things I'm talking about sound crazy. Okay, and so okay. <laughs> I had to go and find scientific proof. And so after I sent, the, okay, my experiment, <laughs> after I sent these to her, she, I wanted to do an actual experiment. I wanted to see if, so I, I've always been interested in quantum physics. I think I talked to you about quantum physics before. Uh, I don't remember. 
<laughs> I think somewhere in our conversation, but a lot of what I talk about kind of <laughs> wraps in that. But I I wanted to test if if my consciousness at the time of like peeing changes what the structure would look like. Like if I could somehow consciously like affect the image. Mm-hmm. And so I my I did four samples. The first sample being like unconditional love and I just meditated in my heart and I meditated with God and I meditated on what it means for like the union of masculine and feminine energies to come together and like this polarity of energies when they come together what that energy creates and what that energy looks like Mm -hmm. and so with that being the first um the first intention that I had, I meditated and then for a week after, like I put it in like a little dropper bottle and for a week after I just sort of held the dropper bottle close to my heart mm-hmm. and so it get kind of radiating like heart energy into it. I know this sounds all like woo woo and whatnot, but I literally proved, I proved quantum physics in my, in my experiment. Mm-hmm. So every single image that came from this sample is a cross. Huh. Every single image, and it's interesting because throughout throughout all of um, history and different religions, you have. This is a different one. Oh, this one's but this one's like an emerald, mm-hmm. and and this also goes into spirituality. And you know about the chakras. I think I explained this to you. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, I like watch some videos on them too. Afterwards, yeah, so like the heart chakra is green. And so all of these samples are colored or like in a green color. There's like a green aura around them. Mm-hmm. So they're crosses with this like emerald green color. And then there's like some silver and like purple hues, like purple uh, crystals in there. But so the cross to me in several religions um, means kind of uh, the masculine and the feminine energy because the feminine energy is the vertical like plane while the masculine is the horizontal like plane and when they come together they create a cross mm-hmm. and that's like the that's just like the it's like sacred geometry and the creation of the universe and so to see this symbol come up and like everything i i knew about it but yeah pretty much they're all kind of like mm-hmm. it was like a bunch of swords and crosses yeah. and so but but with the green green energy and so i guess seeing that um let me see if I have, um, I think this is a video from it. So like this is it in motion. Yeah. It's like crystallizing like right in front. Wow. Yeah. And so you're, and the other thing is that they actually have found like gold and like crystals. Like I, and I've dried it up before in the sun. Mm-hmm. And then when it turns into like a salt, it has gold in it. Like mm-hmm. there's literal like di- diamonds and like crystal like things in, mm-hmm. in urine. And so, and I just, I think that the human body is, you know about al- alchemy, right? Mm-hmm. And so, Alchemy is being able to turn like coal into gold. Mm-hmm. Like that's the idea. And I think that our bodies are an alchemical vessel and that we're constantly taking in the environment mm-hmm. and our body is like this divine filter that anything we take in from the environment we like create with and we turn into information in our waters and our waters aren't dirty unless if you program them to be dirty like if you believe that your urine is dirty and gross then what's going to come out of you is going to be dirty and gross Mm -hmm. so that's what i just showed you was the first part of my experiment 
And the second part, I decided to do music because you know I'm a musician and I like to sing and. And so I, I sang for an hour on my guitar and I just like played to the rhythm of music and all of the ones that came out were blue, mm. which is like the throat chakra and they use blue in uh, psychology or um, color psychology of, it's another one. It kind of looks like a, uh, like a timeline, like a music, like a timeline. Yeah. And sort of beats. Wow. That's it. it gives me like space vibes too like yeah so a lot of them have this like blue aura around them and that's you know like I said the throat chakra and if you think about Facebook was blue Twitter was blue before um, Instagram was originally blue LinkedIn's blue mm -hmm. they all use blue because it's like about communication and and yes because I was singing and playing music so this was like immediately an hour like I sang for an hour and then I peed and then this is what this the my urine looked like. Now did you like mail these to this woman? <laughs> I like did. what do you <laughs> I did mail them. <laughs> I think that's about, there's probably less weird things that people have mailed. I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well cuz like I mean yeah they mail poop all the time for like you can test yeah, for colon right? cancer but like that's such an interesting... That's one of those things where it's like you would show it to somebody and they'd be like, wow, what is that? And you'd be like, oh, it's yes. urine. And they're like, what? I, <laughs> I know, but, but... And that's what I'm trying to sort of break down because people have this, like, program about it being gross mm. and, like, icky. And I'm then uh, here I am showing you, like, this, this looks like information. Mm -hmm. This looks like different information coming out of my being and based on the, like, actions that I was doing right before I peed, like, and my understanding of consciousness because like i think that anybody's gonna have different ones but mm -hmm. but yeah all of these all these were blue <laughs> huh and i wonder so, like where is this lady where is she she's she's in california okay but yeah because i'm wondering like is there a way that you could get a little bit more because just in my mind being being classically trained in the scientific ways it's like okay what were you eating how you know how what's the difference yeah, in time and like like there's a lot of things that I need to be that, controlled for exactly there's a lot more factors and um okay but the third one though is like undeniable like uh, this this one is like the okay actually i do have a control i do mm. have a control a test that i did one where i didn't like in, impose an intention it was more like I was sick mm -hmm. and I just couldn't even get up from bed. So I just like peed in a jar next to my <laughs> bed. And um, so I will show you that one after the third one. But the third one I did was art because, you know, I'm an artist and I was like, can I somehow make something that I draw show up in my urine? Like, is that possible? And so I'm going to show you. I finished this girl's aura drawing. Um, I told you about the aura drawings I had, right? Uh, I think briefly, it's been a while, so I kind of. But um, so I drew this girl's aura drawing. Oh, I want you to just kind of take a look, and you know, take a look at all the symbols. Oh, this and, is beautiful. Yeah, and so like, there's there's a lot there, and I was just finishing it, and probably worked on it for a couple hours before I like took this sample, yeah. and. And the ones that came from this, so by the way, all these samples were taken kind of within the same week, but I just did them on different days. Mm -hmm. So I kind of controlled it to some extent, mm -hmm. but it was more of like a test control because the first one was like, woo, I just want to see. But so the first one that she sent me of, of this picture that I just showed you, um, she sent me this. 
and that is literally in the center of yeah. the drawing that I did. Like that that geometric symbol is the symbol of God to me mm -hmm. and of like the eternal and and I drew that. That was in you see? Mm -hmm. Right there. I I drew that exact symbol. Yeah. <laughs> so um and another symbol I drew, here look, a pineapple came out. And I drew a pineapple wow. in there. And um, another, a lot of... That is a pineapple. That is remarkable. It kind of looks more like a cat. And I drew a couple cats in there. But you see how these samples I'm showing mm. you from the artistic one are, like, drawn? Like, mm. the, my, my... They're definitely different. Yeah, it's definitely a different thing going on. Yeah, so these are, these are more of them. Huh. So it's a lot more symbols and a lot more. <laughs> How does she take these photos? Like, what is what is? She has is, a special like um, light telescope or microscope that she has that mm. her husband built for her. So some way that the light is able to shine through like the crystals, mm -hmm. and then she's already combined it with a microscope she had that she was using for blood. Mm -hmm. So I'm not entirely sure. I think that you know she kind of wants to keep that to herself of like how she's taking it mm -hmm. but i have no doubt that these are like that these came from me mm -hmm. <laughs> and based on the symbols that i'm showing you and how they're like connected to the drawing that i just did mm. and you see how these are just so much different than the last yeah, two samples it I is really you? weird how it's not yeah they're different crystals it's like why is it crystallizing in that way yeah and it's it's much different colors and there's a lot more like I would just say the symbology and like I said uh, oh this one came up and this like bright orange is like the sacral chakra which mm -hmm. is the chakra of creation mm -hmm. and so it's like every single chakra that I activated in my being through the action that I did before I took a sample came up through the sample mm -hmm. <laughs> so like I don't know how to feel about that that's like <laughs> You didn't expect that what I was gonna say. Yeah. You had a lot of like I'm like, no, I have I have scientific backing. I do. <laughs> um and then okay, I guess I'll show you the fourth one. Um this was actually when I was living in Tampa and it was when I was living in the situation that I was in. That was, mm -hmm. Um not not the best uh not the best place for me to be, but I got really sick during that and I, as I said earlier, I just kind of made this sample. And so this sample didn't have any intention. I wasn't even, this was like a couple months before the other ones. And so this was like, I would say that my body was sick and whatever my body was creating at the time was trying to create health and was mm. just trying to like, you know, heal my body. And so that was really probably the subconscious like intention and energy that was happening at the time. Mm -hmm. And so, um, let me see. I guess um, these ones are kind of like much more like there's not as much color in these mm -hmm. and um, it's just like a lot more space. Yeah, that one just yeah, that could that could be space. Like be. there's not really any any structure happening. And mm. honestly, I mean, in my body, I was kind of like in space because I was like not really in my body because mm. I was really sick. And yeah, it just looks like a lot of really dark space and but one that was really i'm gonna i'm gonna find it because it was the most like prolific image that i saw of these bunch but yeah most of them that she sent me were just kind of like this mm -hmm. and then um where did it go <laughs> oh she sent me this one and this one like this one speaks like a whole story to me 
Really? What does it say to you? See, so you see the being in the middle? Yeah. It looks like a star being holding two hearts. Mm -hmm. And there's like these little parasite beings around the star being that's like, ooh, I want those hearts. And like the star being looks vulnerable and is trying to hold on to these hearts while there's like these like people tormenting this. Mm. Like, because you see all of the characters in there, they all have eyes. Look at that. Yeah. And like, and literally. <laughs> Because I was thinking, like, like the duality or something, like, there's the broken heart, and then there's the full heart, and then I don't know what's going on with the little beats going on on top of it. <laughs> they're, well, they're definitely, I mean, despite whatever, like, context of what we're seeing, we can both agree that that looks like a person, mm -hmm. and that those look like hearts. Yeah. And so... The hearts are just, yeah, right off the bat, you're like, oh, you got yeah, the hearts in your and, and I think that the perspective <laughs> that you're going to see is going to be different, because I know what I was experiencing during this time, mm -hmm. and to me, what I'm seeing, I'm like, that's exactly what I was experiencing. Experiencing. And I think that if you were to see your own like urine crystals at a certain time, like they would make more sense to you than they would to me mm -hmm. because of your own understandings of what you're going through. But but yeah, that's pretty much my um my experiment. Mm -hmm. um, my my hypothesis was that I I I was questioning and believing. Uh, well, wait, how do you say hypothesis? I hypothesized that that our consciousness and like the energy that we are at the time like at every moment like the consciousness that you are right now at this moment is going to like charge or almost like imprint or program your urine to mm. be a certain way so how okay like what do you do to sort of change, this is kind of shifting gears, but like change how you were thinking or change your mindset. Cause like, you know, you wake up and you're like, oh, like you have a bad day or like somebody makes you mad and it's very hard to kind of like see through that fog of anger and mm -hmm. be like, all right. And like, even in my experience, like even when I'm trying to be like, oh, I'm mad, stop acting mad. Then it's like forcing it. It's very hard to, to just sort of like control your mind in that way. Well, I would I would say that goes into I mean probably like meditation and being able to like observe yourself and recognize that you are only the observer and that what you're observing is the part of you that you need to be be more aware of and be more in control of and not allow like learn how to respond and not react because if you're mad then you're reacting out of trauma and that's like the child in you that's like mm. Mm. and i actually i've been noticing that within myself as as i've been kind of thinking about the same sort of topic and you know if somebody pisses me off while i'm driving and then i'm just sitting all mad for like several minutes and they're like not even near me and it's mm -hmm. like i could be directing my mad energy at them and maybe maybe they'll feel it but like i'm the one who's feeling it the most mm -hmm. and like every time i'm being mad i <laughs> this is like individual for me but i feel like i get uglier every minute i spend mad mm -hmm. And I feel like it's bad on my like face, on my energy, and it's just like taxing. And you know, it's honestly not worth it to me because if somebody's like, if they do some sort of whack, like, like I went out, um, I went out to the 
the club with with my friend uh, like last week and I don't really like the clubs that much and towards like we were there I ended up going outside at one point so I could like just look at the ocean from the balcony away from all of the people but there was this guy next to me or a group of guys and they threw this cup down and it like hit my foot and I wanted to be nice and pick the cup up for them and hand it to them so they could throw it away and I did that and the guy looked at me, he took it from me, and he's like, thanks. And then he threw it over the balcony of the club. Mm. It was like, it was this little thing that like wasn't a super big deal. It was not harm, but it pissed me off. I was like, that's so, like, really? Yeah. Really? It was like, literally, he could have thrown it into the trash can that was to his, to the other side. But mm. he decided to throw it off the balcony yeah. because he just like felt something. I don't know. And it made me really upset. And I... Kind of like I like sat there for several minutes and I was like, you know, I wanted to say something. He was still next to me and I was like, you know, I was kind of like just in this energy of being upset. And then it made my night where I was like, oh, I was like, people are like stupid, mm -hmm. you know. And, and so I started like soaking in that energy. But then I realized I was like, at the end of the day, he is going to go home to some sort of dumb reality. Like if he... Mm -hmm has that if he can make that choice and live that experience he's the one who is like suffering mm. <laughs> and i should not take on any of that because i had to observe it and witness it of course if i saw somebody like harming innocence i'm going to step up and like really you know like put them in their place and stop harm from happening but in something like that it's like you know i think the inner child in me like I innocently picked that up for him so that he could like hold it and you know mm. I guess throw it away because I wanted to be nice and then he like kind of just threw it and was like mm. you know and so honestly I still see the children and everybody but people act like they're not children and mm. don't want to act like real adults but they now have adult power and so like what you were just talking about you know I think is really like the child in you like if somebody makes you angry it's like really they're making the child in you angry and what you have to do is step in and be the adult and be like look like you have to see from the higher perspective and see them as a child mm. and just see that what the choices that they're making are really childish and either you can like stoop to their level or you can like see from that higher perspective of okay you know what I'm not gonna let it bother me like they're yeah. the one that's holding that I'm not gonna hold that but it's so hard I think like because there is, yeah, it's like the logic of, you know, okay, either, and I, and I read this somewhere of, like, they're talking about, like, yeah, people are going to piss you off today, and either they know what they're doing is wrong, in which case you should feel bad for them because it's like, they know they messed up, or they're just stupid, and they don't realize, and then it's just like, oh, okay, like, yeah, you can't get mad at them, they're just an idiot, you know, it's like, you don't get mad at a dog for shitting on the floor, I mean, you do, but, you know, like, it's like, oh, it's a dog, kind of yeah. thing. I mean, but with a dog, it's like they have the the same like they have the innocence of like they really don't know any better. But when when you're in an adult body and you've lived here a, a certain number of years, there's there are expectations of like okay, you've been here this long and you haven't like figured out these basic rules that really like you know some children have already figured out. Mm. And so I think it's more of this expectation of responsibility that people don't want to take and people why we even need a government in the first place is because there's people who just like literally want to be dumb and like yeah. you know 
but I mean honestly that goes back to their parents not having raised them right yeah it is it, but it, and it's kind of like what is the situation that kind of made that person like why yeah like you could look at it i guess like holistic. Like a lack of love <laughs> well like i don't it might not be lack of love necessarily but it's lack just like they're in a situation where they're surrounded by people who do the same thing and so they may think it's okay or like maybe he was just you know did he do it to spite you or did he do it out of ignorance so it's like, all right, is he too dumb to realize? Or not necessarily just dumb, but like he doesn't see it as being wrong. Or maybe he sees it as being wrong, but he's doing it like, I don't maybe almost like, oh, you're going to be nice? Like, you know, in my mm -hmm. life, nice people don't get very far. So I'm just going to say like, you know, actually you're like, you know, you're just so innocent. Screw you. I'm going to throw it because fuck you for being so like weak, I guess. You know, like it's a very... Yeah, it's, it's sort of like That's your, you're stepping into the world of men. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but you know, like, like, I mean, just people in general. Like, what is it that made you choose that that path? Like, you know, why did you make that decision? You can look at it like, you know, holistically. I guess of like, who mm -hmm. are they that brought them to this point? And you know, did they make the wrong decision, or were they kind of like deterministically like? They had no control. They were destined to throw that cup over the, the thing. Whether or not they wanted to be a better person or not, their mm -hmm. situation generated them into doing that. Which, you know, at the end of the day, it still kind of pisses you off. Yeah. It's very hard to be like, I understand where you came from and your whole journey has brought you here, but also fuck you. Well, <laughs> and I, I think, like, you don't have to put up with that. Like, I think you can still have compassion where, like, that hate doesn't live in you and you can, like... You know, if you see a crazy person at the gas station who looks like they're about to, like, stab someone, you shouldn't, like, go up to them and be like, oh, my gosh, I see you. <laughs> I see you. And, like, you don't have to hurt anybody. It's like, no, like, they're crazy. They're obviously unhinged. They're obviously unwell. Like, you should stay away from them. I'm not going to bring anybody that I care about close to that person. Mm -hmm. And if they came close to me, I would, I would like, defend myself and defend the people around me if I had to. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's being not like i said allowing the uh allowing the hate to exist in you and to have then that's what compassion gives you is being able to see like man that per that person probably had a really fucked up life mm -hmm. and they're now here like and they are struggling and now the only choice they have is to be crazy because they're just so unhinged mm -hmm. and but it doesn't mean I, like I may not agree with it, and you know I I wish I could help them. But there's only so much I as an individual can do at this point, and you know I think a lot of those people probably. I mean I would hope I hope that more people can make it, but we're at a like, we're at like a crucial point in time mm. <laughs> where if people have not like made some choice and direction in like stepping into their growth, and I really believe that everybody has had the opportunity many times to like step into a path of growth and some people just like went down the spiral and when you get to the bottom of the spiral it's like man then you gotta climb back up and at that point falling down the spiral because they just went down like a loop of like misery and like pleasure like looping in their pl pleasure misery or whatever mm -hmm. and then they're just like now trapped at the bottom or weak and they if they really want to climb to the top again where they were originally and then beyond that they'd have to like they have to really make that choice within themselves to say i want to grow i want to be better and i just want to like you know mm -hmm. i don't it's because it, 
too, like with, like like what you're saying when you see a crazy person at the gas station, it is like there's sort of a practicality of like I'm not. I got, I got gas. I got places to be. I can't mm-hmm. spend my whole day sorting out this person's life for them kind of thing. Exactly. I mean, you have time priority and like they they made the choices that they made and to some extent like you just have to, you know, like that's that's their life. They made those choices. I could have easily been that person, but I decided to make the harder choices of keep going. I also could have easily like sold out a lot of a lot of women i've seen um that i used to be friends with all sold out to like only fans mm. i'm like really like i and, and it would not be ideal but i would definitely work at mcdonald's before i like ever mm. ever did some sort of like thing like that you know and i would not want to work at mcdonald's <laughs> that's, like, that's like already really low to me but yeah. that's above that's above like that is an interesting thing like because yeah I, I know of people who it's always so like you, you know you hear like oh she has an only fan you're like really like what yeah but it's it's it is i don't know because on the one hand people say oh yeah like of course if i could do that rather than working at mcdonald's people are like yeah, you do like ten minutes of work, and you make way more money, and you don't have to suffer. But it is kind of like, it, it, it's it's degrading. It's, it's very selling, much like it's like selling something that honestly should not even have a price. Mm. And it's like I don't women who do that and women who like show their body all the time. And I notice this too because when I go out, when I've gone out to the club with my friend a couple times, I'm always wearing like very modest clothing, mm. and. I notice, you know, the way that um, men like talk to me in, in those places is much more out of like respect. And there's like, I don't, I'm not like touched. Like, I feel like people respect my space a lot more. It's also because of like the energy that I'm putting out and I'm like not like wanting people to do all that. And yeah. I do notice that a lot of the girls there will do a lot of that stuff. But it's like when they wear clothing that's revealing so much, they're not even like, they're not even preserving or like showing that what they have is like really worth and like worth a lot and valuable. Cause like things that are really, really valuable are usually in vaults mm-hmm. and are like hidden away mm-hmm. and are not even like only like the the kings can see like that yeah. something like that. And I and I feel that the woman like human body is very similar and should be treated as similar and a woman has to treat herself and view herself like that first if before any other man is going to like view that of her and if she's like out flaunting it everywhere and then selling herself for like six dollars a month online Mm -hmm. like okay so you're worth six dollars a month like all the content everything your most like intimate like space and like temple and area i know people my buddy was telling me about this one girl like you can see her topless for free. You don't even have to pay. And I'm like, yeah. what are you, like, what? Like, I, I, the, the respect crazy. is gone. Exactly. It's just like, you you, you know, like, like, you know, respect fellow humans, fine. But like, you know, you just look at somebody who's willing to do that and you're just like, what are you, like, what are you yeah. doing? Where's your self-respect? Where's your, and I think about it too. Like, yeah, somebody at the club, it's sort of like, what are you trying to gain from it? Why are you, why are you doing this? Do you feel the need? to show yourself because you feel like people won't value you otherwise? Is this the only thing you have to contribute? And also, yeah. are you trying to, like, what 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 are you trying to get out of this? Do you need people, random people's affection? Do you need people to come up to you and be like, oh my God, you're so hot? Like, that's, they just want to have sex with you. That's not Ex- something valuable. Exactly, and that's, that's the other thing, as I, I noticed a lot of, 
um, you know, girls around our age, uh, and I guess older too or younger, but they're, they're, they notice this like influx of like, oh my gosh, all these men like want to have sex with me. And they see that as like something as like, woo, like I'm doing something really good mm. or like I must be like top, like I'm super I'm hot. killing it. Yeah. yeah, if all these men, but it's like, no, because honestly, they don't really respect you that much. Like mm. if they just see you as something to have sex with, like that's all they see you as. But if they don't actually respect you and like, because in my experience, most, most, because I'm not, I'm not making myself easy like that whatsoever and I'm also not not available in in those ways and so but and so men feel that and the way that they want to have to interact with me is through like communicating or like mm. through a different way because I have like made the way of access to my being is like if you want any access to my being I only am like here to really communicate and like I'm on a mission I have a lot of things I have to do mm. and so the way that I put myself out there is much different of you know and so the way that like I'm just respected a lot more and I'm not like I don't have the same sort of I guess response yeah well i think it's it, like just on the face of it like if i see you at the club versus i see somebody else who's just trans you know dressed all scantily mm -hmm. clad it's it's also like oh if i walk up to the girl who's very modestly dressed it's like she's not having that she's not like mm -hmm. like that's not what you're here for kind of thing exactly. it's very much and it's almost like if i see somebody like that and i try and hit on them i expect it to be like oh like they're gonna be mad at me you know like you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, oh, really? Like, I'm not, I'm not like that. Like, go talk to this, you know, the slutty girl over there. Yeah, like, well, because they're like waiting, and I mean, they're waiting for like a specific type of person too, mm -hmm. and so because they're putting it out there, and it, yeah, there's, there's so many ways, and I, I guess I've just never understood that um, entirely, and I've been in a couple situations where I've been like with a bunch of girls, and we're all like getting ready to go out. This was actually my first experience in college. Um, my like first Friday night mm. on my first freshman year of college is with these girls uh, that I met. And they're all like, yeah, we're gonna go party hop. And we're like looking through their closet and they're like, here, wear this. And it's like super skimpy. And I'm like, it is cold outside. It's cold. <laughs> is raining outside Hoes don't get cold <laughs> that's what they said and i was like no i'm gonna wear a flannel i don't really care like i'm not gonna be uncomfortable and then we go out and it just yeah the whole getting ready process it's like i just don't get it and then we're out and like they're all starting to get drunk i also don't drink and so the, the appeal for mm. what they're doing like i guess they have more fun when they're drunk I don't know. Maybe when you start drinking, you just like don't care as much. It's definitely, because I did uh, sober October, and so that was one of the first times where I was in like drunk spaces, but I was sober. Mm -hmm. And I never realized how fucking stupid people get. Like, yeah, like, exactly. What are you, like I had my friend come up to me, and he was saying some dumb shit, and I'm like, "Are you an idiot? Like, what's going? What?" And then I, <laughs> I didn't, know. and I never realized, like, "Oh no, that's what a drunk person is like." I'm like oh yeah that's out. Welcome, welcome to my world I, <laughs> out of like i probably got drunk like maybe five times in my life mm -hmm. and most of them have been in more like internal set settings but yeah i don't that, that's what i noticed people just get really dumb and they don't like they don't say anything of value and yeah. they just start like being crazy and honestly it's you know 
I can't deal with that frequency. I would only be able to deal with it if I got drunk, but then me yeah. by me getting drunk would be me joining the frequency. And yeah. that's the only reason for me to deal with it, and I'm not gonna do that. So I would rather just like observe from afar and maybe expose myself very, very few. But when I went out to the club with her, I'm like, there's like broken glass on the floor. I'm getting the staff member. I'm like, there's broken glass. I'm like, I'm like the mom. I'm like, there's yeah. like a lot of things wrong. Mm. They like you help with these people. And yeah, you care, but these people don't give a shit. They're like, yeah, they don't. And so, I mean, it just shows like my, my maturity level and like where I'm at in terms of, I guess how I'm existing, but no, oh, so many tandem, tan, like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> trains. Yeah. Well, I don't know what, how to think about that either because, like, there's certain places where I go and I think, like, this is just dumb. This is, like, this is not, what is this garbage? How do you enjoy this garbage? But then, like, I kind of look at myself of, like, yeah, but there's certain stuff that you enjoy that's, like, other people would see as dumb. And it's, like, you know, is it wrong to be, like... Like, shouldn't it just be like, all right, they like their thing, I like my thing. You know, certain people are built for certain things. Mm -hmm. So let those people do that. You know, like, that's... But some things that people do are, like, are dumb in a way that spreads. In a way that's, <laughs> like... In a way that when you allow children to stay home alone and, like, mm. you tell them they can do anything they want. Yeah. <laughs> and and so it's it goes back into... I just don't think that people, like... There's people who have adult power who never grew into being an adult. Like, they never... And the way to grow into being an adult is by accepting responsibility for yourself and for the life that you are creating and that you already created and every choice that you make on from, from this point on. You have to be responsible and you have to also have that, like, awareness um, of other people that just like acute you know awareness of does is my choice affecting the people around me mm -hmm. and i guess example when you're saying that is like uh in in oregon a popular thing to do is like go and like you know hang out by the rivers and you know just like hang out on the rocks and whatnot and a lot of people will go and they'll start bringing like cans of beer and they're they're bringing loud music and they start getting really drunk and a couple times i've been out there it's like i'm sitting by the river i'm enjoying like nature and all the birds and like the beautiful sounds of nature and then all of a sudden i hear this like this like really bad music yeah. coming down near the river and these like bro bro and yeah. like they just start spraying a bunch of chemical sunscreen everywhere mm. making the smell of nature all like chemical and then they start like passing the beers and they just start getting crazy mm. and it's like yeah these people have the freedom to do that you know we're like in a public space or in public nature but it's like these people their choices that they're making are just like not they're just filling the space with waste like they're not they're not adding to the space they're not you know they're not just coming to the space to like ah oh, like like maybe even just like talk like passing glance with me like oh isn't it beautiful and i'm mm. like it is you know like even just like that moment of like sharing a, a moment of like wow acknowledgement of beauty like that moment itself is like beautiful mm -hmm. and people don't even do that mm. I don't know, like, because I get both sides of the argument. It's, it's like, you know, yeah, being somebody who has been on the river and enjoyed that kind of stuff, 
it's sometimes you're just like, yeah, I want to bro down, just hang out with, like, yeah, you're not doing anything. But, there's a, but there's a certain amount of, like, I think respect, and, you know, if you, like, I think that you can still do that in a way that's respectful, mm -hmm. which, is my, which is my thing, you know, and I think if somebody of, like, higher consciousness is like, you know, I want to, like, get down, and I want to dance by the river, but they would be more responsible of it and not just start getting, like, super drunk and chaotic like at least one person would be like okay i'm gonna stay sober you know mm -hmm. and i'm gonna like take care and if you know if there's children nearby like we'll make sure we're not causing harm it's like i just and maybe this is like the type of person i am is to like over overthink to some extent of like making sure that the people around me are comfortable mm -hmm. and even the people that I don't know around me are comfortable with me around them. Mm. And maybe that goes into some sort of people pleasing that I, you know, I haven't dealt with or have dealt with, but I just want to be courteous. Well, I think there's other a, people. a sensitivity to it of like a lot of people don't, even if they may have that sense of like, oh, this might be kind of like off-putting to somebody, mm -hmm. it's not strong enough to where they would actually be like, oh no, this is something like, I don't want to do this. They're like, oh, maybe it's like, oh, I hadn't even thought of this bothering her, this girl on the other side of the river. Like they're just, they're in their own world kind of thing. And, and that's the problem is people are like unaware of the people around them. They're not being more, more in tune with the people around them because if they were more in tune and they like, if something they were doing is like uncomfortable, like, I, like for example, I've been to the river and there's children next to me and then there's like people partying a little ways down and there's girls like yelling cuss words and mm. just like freaking out like, oh my gosh! And it's just like, the type of energy they have is so, it's honestly like childish, but it's childish in the way that they're like, they have been allowed to, they, they have not been reprimanded, they have mm. not been spanked. <laughs> <laughs> like, Honestly, they need more of like the the responsibility and yeah, they just need to be more like connected to, you know, what they're doing. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely something uh, it, you you wonder that, that like people talk about like, oh yeah, there is no god in America anymore kind of thing, which you know, I don't think we necessarily need the church to maybe what it was just in it no, like I there's some that. negativity there, but the proper education of people are knowing like how to respectfully do things like like i think the, the modern day like let's go out let's just get shit faced let's just you know like that's the classy. goal no there's a, yeah there's something where it's like oh i'll have a little i'll have a couple drinks and we'll just kind of hang out and have fun there's a tasteful kind of moderate way to do it versus, i feel like they do that more in like other countries like france and yeah. like there's more of a classy way of like oh let's yeah. go out to eat and you know we'll drink but they're much more, I mean, I, I haven't been there, but for, I have a bunch of French friends and from like what I've heard is that it's much more in, you know, like it's just respecting the space and it seems like people here are very narcissistic and are more like they care more about themselves and it's very independent driven in this country and because yeah. of that because people are like i have to make money and basically like fend for myself and like take care of myself and so when i want to have fun on myself i'm gonna do whatever the fuck i want mm -hmm. <laughs> and so they're just kind of they they just don't really care well yeah it, it's because like the culture is useful in certain ways and then it's bad in others like going back to france like i think that kind of more collective maybe respectful 
culture is good in like yeah everybody goes out but you don't want to ruin anybody else's time mm-hmm. you're very respectful but then also like you'll hear about the sort of society's view on if one person succeeds the people around them will look at them like hey what do you do like what are you doing succeeding making this all look bad that's true they do have that like it's like pros and cons to the culture you kind of see where the culture seeps out on the edges of like (laughs) okay if you're built like this it's really good at getting certain things done but you're also going to have some of these side effects so that's kind of what you got to deal with yeah and i guess like you know with being in America is like with the the, the business aspect that you're just saying because I you know having my own business and wanting to sort of create something and it's not even like it's not even because necessarily like I want to create it and like my purpose of creating it is for me to be great so that I can be admired although I do want to be great like I want to be seen as great you know but more in a sense of like I want to be seen as someone who's done something really good for the world around them and like that I've given back, that I accomplished a bunch of things in my life that I was able to like give back so abundantly mm-hmm. that it just like keeps growing outside of me. And so really that's my my purpose of why I want to like experience greatness. And I think that with this sort of economy that's in America, you can you can have whatever intention or purpose of why you want a greatness. It's like if you just want it solely to be because you want money, then go. Yeah. <laughs> have fun. Like yeah, if you option. just want to like love money and be like Mr. Krabs with your money bed. <laughs> <laughs> it is kinda it's it's funny like you think about celebrities too of like and the way you feel about certain celebrities or how like they're held. Like I think about Britney Spears now. And it is like, you know, the type of celebrity she was. She was the young, hot pop star. And then she went and got a little crazy. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. And then she never, like, got past that. And now, like, I don't know if you've seen the video of her. She was, like, dancing around with with knives. knives, I did. Yeah, and you're just like, man, what, like, are you, what's going on? Like, that's, it's just, it's wrong. And you you look at, it's like a poor, like, kid who got just fucked up. and, And you're like... And and but then you see all these people online too, and they're like, oh, like we're, we care about you, Brittany, and and like, oh, I hope you get better. Or like you should be independent. You do whatever you want. <laughs> and and I'm like, why are she y'all needs- wasting your time I know. thinking about this person who's just being like, if she wasn't like, if there was no past to her, and you just see some lady dancing around with knives, you'd be like, man, this she's crazy. What 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 is this? You know. I know, and that's that's the craziest thing, and I, I do think we're going to see a phase out of, like, people idolizing, like, in our time, mm. and maybe, like, the younger people who are still kind of trapped in those, like, idolized, especially, like, TikTokers or whatever, I mm. feel like there's, like, a whole new wave of, like, celebrities that, yeah. like, we don't even know about, yeah, <laughs> they're just, yeah. like, famous on YouTube and stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's, well, and I think it's, so, like, it's almost like junk food like these are like junk celebrities it is like junk food when i think about tiktok and like there's like a certain oh, energy to it there's and- i've just re-got i re-downloaded instagram last night because i i had my buddy wanted to follow me so i followed him back and i went on reels and it was like a drug it was it like a like uh, oh my god and i spent hours numbing my brain i'm like i got a hankering for it right now i'm like oh i could go burn some brain cells I know. real quick it's it's so addicting and then giving that to children like honestly well with the internet you know and with anything comes great with great power comes great responsibility and it's like a lot of people 
have not learned the self-control and this goes into everything we've talked about it's like self-control when it comes to what you consume of any media music or food or like anything Mm -hmm. if you can't control if you have cravings for something and you think you need it like What's the last thing that you thought you needed and you ate something that you like really didn't need? Mm. But you were like, I need it. Oh, it's <laughs> always it's always like the moment it touches your lips, you're like, I, this was not as good as I, I know, thought it was going to be. I know, it's not as worth be. it. But it's like the anticipation and the build up to that moment of that thing that you thought you really wanted. And that's why I'm saying is like, I genuinely don't think the human body needs as much as we think we need. Mm. I get that. I don't know about nothing, but I, I get like the the excess, just the the abundance compared to like I, I think of I don't know. This is like a nebulous, not real fact or something like that. But like you think of certain poorer countries where like meat is like special. Like mm-hmm. oh, this month we're killing the cow and we get <laughs> to eat all this great meat and it's like rare. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, here it's like I saw on the drive up. Bucky's it's like it's a three meat sandwich I know and and it's just it's so much availability that now we don't recognize like the real value of it I agree or like like sweets Mm -hmm. like I just the way that we think of sweets now is like ooh I want a treat like I'm at the checkout and I want to grab a treat yeah and it's like so like the things that are easiest to get I feel like are the worst for you oh yeah well like like candy or something like Mm -hmm. cause that um I, I did like this keto diet for I've been on and off recently, um, but my mom's been doing it, so I was doing it. And it's like no sugar, no bread, nothing. And and you kind of like like I dreamt multiple times about eating candy. Like <laughs> oh my <laughs> gosh. Like, yeah, but uh, but like there are days where you're like, all right, I'm gonna cheat today. And you like when you eat a bunch of candy, it's always like this isn't good. Like it's you I know, think it's good, I, but, but like, you eat it and you're just like. There's that craving. There's like, there's something in the action center that's like, oh, but it feels good. There's like a dopamine rush to it. I'll get sick and just keep, just keep eating. I'm like, this isn't good. Yeah. But my mom, like, she she knows how to bake, and so she's made like, (laughs) like she (laughs) made told me that (laughs) like a pound cake or something like that. And when you eat, when you cheat and you eat that, you're like, oh, this is worth. Like, I had peach cobbler for my birthday. (laughs) That with some vanilla ice cream, I'm like, this, now this is actually good, you know? Yeah. This is worth it. It's something interesting I've noticed um, in the times that I fasted or, you know, I was like abstaining from just eating. Mm -hmm. And I, when I decide to eat, I notice that I keep eating. Mm -hmm. That like, almost like opening up the valve of eating has made me hungrier. Oh, yeah. And so... With that being said, it makes me wonder. I'm like, I wasn't really even, like when I broke my fast, cause I, I, I need to actually like embody a longer fast before I can really be saying the things that I'm saying. Because right now I'm still in the idea of it and like of just, I'm just at the point of like, okay, I'm not gonna think that my human body needs like, I don't think that three meals a day is necessary. Mm-hmm. I like genuinely, I think that mm-hmm. it's too much and I mean, if you're eating really light and like wholesome things, then it's okay. But, but besides that, um, yeah, I, when I fast and then when I break my fast, it's usually more an emotional break first where I'm like, Oh, I just like, yeah. I just want to like have that food. Like I just want to like taste it. It's the and, release. You know, yeah. Like, and there's oh, like, finally, yeah. and there's, it's almost like 
and I think that we have an addiction to chewing things. We have an addiction to just like feeling the like food fill us up mm. and that we, most people never even feel as at least in America, most people never even get to, uh, I should say that most people, but there's majority of a lot of the people we interact with do not, do not ever reach that state of starving yeah. or like really being hungry yeah because they never allow themselves to but it's it's an emotional hunger first of like oh it's dinner time i should eat or oh i had a stressful day and and this is another thing and i think when we talked on the phone last that i was telling you is like watch yourself like emotionally like when you're craving a certain food if you if you stop yourself before you eat that food you stop yourself and you're like okay but like what am i experiencing right now in my life because i'll actually notice like if i have a conversation with my sister or like with somebody and it kind of triggers me or something that they say kind of like upset me a little bit or it was a little like mm, you know like this, mm -hmm. was that mean or i don't know but I have some sort of like emotional reaction to what I said. I'll notice immediately after I start getting like, I just want to eat food. Like mm. I just get this sort of like reaction of like, okay, if I just start eating food, it, it kind of will help me like process what I'm experiencing. Yeah. But really I need to like work on digesting the experience I go through first before like yeah. replacing it with this like external thing because really what's happening is I'm then eating a physical food and my body has to now digest an emotional an emotional and a physical thing. It's like a distraction. <laughs> it is a distraction. And it's a lot easier to just eat yeah. than to sit there and feel the emotion and think about it and be like, oh Exactly. Like it's very or like like when you're fasting too, it's there's the I found like there's the initial phase of like it's dinner time I'm hungry but if you power through that that like moment of hunger you kind of get past it and then you're mm -hmm. not so hungry anymore exactly but then like the next day I've had it was like oh I feel like shit like I need to eat something or I'll get well, mad and you know why that actually happens is because your body is processing emotions that you've shoved down mm. it's not actually because you're hungry and that feeling of hangry that's only coming up because of what we just talked about is like every single time that we have ever eaten when we really needed to process an emotion is we stop that emotion right in its tracks from being felt but we don't make it go away we mm. just kind of like put it on pause and so the next time when your body because you're it's the same um process of digestion and your body can only do one at this one at one time mm -hmm. it cannot digest food and feelings at the same time but when it gets to that point of you now have already digested all, all the food and now you have these past emotions a bunch of them mm. accumulated all together and now they're coming back up for mm -hmm. you to deal with and process but what they've done is they've convinced people that that emotional response to not eating is bad and that that's because you need to eat but actually what needs to happen is you need to face that emotional response that comes up that's a hard sell that's it's a, a hard sell but that's I'm, really what needs to happen me when i'm because, hungry as shit i'm like yeah fuck that i'm, I'm see, gonna eat <laughs> see but those are things that you haven't these are things that you haven't actually dealt with because if you were a master within your being and a master of the choices you make mm. anything you should be able to surpass that it's like um who was the guy from avatar the last airbender the uncle 
Uncle Eero? Yeah, when he's like in the jail cell and he's yeah. like training. Yeah. That's like the kind of energy you have to have when you're fasting is like there's no other choice. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. even if you get angry, it's like how do you push past that feeling and like master yourself and realize that that feeling of anger that you're like observing yourself you bowing down to eating food in that moment shows a place where you don't have self-control mm. and it's also something within myself because mine's not so much anger but i start to get really anxious and like kind of upset and emotional and once i get to that point then i want to eat but really i just need to face those emotions and so i think within the next couple of months or next year i am going to be doing a longer fast at least three days mm. i've done i think i've done 48 hours total but i want to do three days and then i want to do a week mm. <laughs> and then tough. and then from that and then from that you know i can have more information and experience to to share about my immortality status <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i like because yeah what i do i i'll skip mondays i don't eat on mondays mm-hmm. and what i've also found is like Tuesday when you're like one when you're waiting for that meal you're just like oh <laughs> like you're, you're 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 it's like a horse being held back oh my gosh um, but like then I found that once you take that first bite then it's so much harder to be like all right now back like let's moderate it's, it's like the that, floodgates are exactly open. exactly and that's why I say it's like I really it's like a drug like yeah. food food is a drug and you know even even i see the vegans like they're like oh i'm vegan and i'm obsessed with like i love being vegan and then they're just posting their vegan food all the time mm-hmm. it's like it still is this obsession that people have and i see these spiritual gurus like on instagram who talk all high and mighty and then they're still like addicted to food and the people that I've honestly, you know, like the the breathitarians that I've seen on Instagram, what I like about them is that they're not, they're not trying to sell me anything. Well, some of them, they have obviously made courses and like, Mm -hmm. come, like learn from me, blah, 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 whatever. But they're not like... Seems pretty self-explanatory. I don't know. But they're not, but it is pretty. But I I think that's more of like, oh, here's like a place where you can do like a one-on-one with me. Because honestly, I do think that people need that sort of like one-on-one talk to even like learn about these things and i mean for me i'm like you know i'm a self-pioneer like i can just i'll learn these things but that's because i'm a different type of person but i know that a lot of people do benefit from that that one-on-one coaching and so mm. i do see and i could see myself helping people in that way i just like i can't i can't get to the point of like charging people for that yet i'm like i don't mm. i just want to like help people to help people but but besides that what these people offer is they don't tell you to go and like oh buy this pill online buy this supplement that i that i make or that you know somebody else makes that like oh it helps me so much what these people say is like your body already has everything it needs and to me that truth like rings the most true to me because i i believe that god has given my body everything Mm-hmm. that I'm already like everything I could ever need that I'm equipped with healing myself at any moment that I ever need and I just believe that I'm so like divinely created that I was just already like everything was thought of mm. it was already and and that's how magical and you know just divine and holy I believe my body is and I I don't want to promote any anything to anyone although I am going to promote like 
if people have questions <laughs> and they, you know, like, I don't tell people right away to like go drink their urine. I do tell them. I <laughs> Step do. One. I do offer them like other free modalities of healing, like go put your feet on the earth. Um, oh, and with the barefoot shoes, and you have the barefoot shoes. I was gonna say about that, and like actually learning to spread your toes back out is really good for the balance in your body because with with these types of shoes, I'm sure you've noticed like the the. Uh, the sole of it is just flat like you're basically walking like everywhere on the earth and you're feeling like how hard the ground is most of the time mm -hmm. and with that it's actually training your ankles to like that resistant training like that it's like strengthening them mm -hmm. whereas a lot of shoes have um, arches or like like cushions in the soles and that over time leads to muscle at at atrophy and it you know it just declines the overall balance because and then with the shoes and when they make your toes like all scrunched together like that mm -hmm. and your toes like i mean if you think about like balance like and if you've ever done yoga or you've ever just done like a push-up you you put your hands on the ground if you put your hands where all your fingers are like together like scrunched up you're gonna have way you're gonna have a harder time like proportionating your I don't know if that's a word, but like, <laughs> but putting the proportions of your body like out. Whereas if you spread your fingers out wide and far from each other, you have a lot more surface area that your hands and like almost like dexterity in case if you were to fall, your fingers almost like can catch you in some way. Mm -hmm. And so it's the same with our toes. And people don't realize that they have succumbed to the foot prisons <laughs> that their feet are always in foot prisons and that over time this like bonding and constricting of the toes is actually resulting in bunions and resulting in bad balance and bad posture because there's like the your foot is like the foundation of of everything and so yeah, I don't even. I just like. <laughs> I just wanted to say that because I remember you showed me your barefoot shoes and. Yeah, yeah. It is. I don't know, like. It's like a lot of things where you you, we've kind of. Moved away from maybe the more natural way it's supposed to be, which you know, then you get a little too like, oh, he could return to nature, kind of woo woo -y. But yeah. I mean, we're already kind of in there with the drinking the pee. So. Yeah. <laughs> but like, it is, um, I don't know, I think maybe it's just sort of like how we're developing is that, you know, now that we've we found all this technology and we just want to apply it just zealously to everything. And so we, oh, mass manufacture shoes. Oh, we can make them look good. We can make them like, you know, we can make it more cushiony. We can make it a lot better. But then we've kind of come away from the fact that like, yeah. oh, your feet are actually very advanced technologically already. Yeah. And you should and utilize those underlying structures. Same thing with food mm -hmm. is like, we went from, you know, everybody was freaking starving all the time. So it's like, all right, let's just make as much food as possible and we can make it taste super awesome and we can put cheese on everything and it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like this like overall softening and like cushioning of everything. Mm -hmm. And even, I mean, I think about like, you know, like you live in a house and everything is like soft inside and you're like yeah. protected from the outside and, um, and yeah, it's like overall it's air conditioned. Like I don't like the environment. It's too hot ex today. Exactly, and and I think that this like 
the softening, like when you're so comfortable all the time, it can be hard to push yourself and then you almost become like complacent mm -hmm. and become just, I feel like not as strong because if you're not facing as much like adversity or challenge, um, then, you know, I don't know. When you were talking about that, I was thinking about how um, the, the dog you saw earlier in the past couple of weeks, he got like a flea infestation. Mm. It's just like the bugs came inside and like all the things I'm having to do to like clean and make the fleas go away. It's like I'm having to vacuum, I'm having to move everything, I'm having to pour salt everywhere. Mm. And it's kind of funny because like I just, you know, it, we have this like inside world that it's like ah a bug yeah. a bug is coming in and taking over which obviously it's bad still but it's it's this experience of you know like almost wanted to be comfortable and perfect and then when the outside world starts coming in and like making things like unperfect it's like oh my gosh yeah yeah it is it and I think it's like understandable, mm -hmm. especially going from, you know, the way it was of like, you have to, like the world sucked. It was hard. You didn't have enough food. People were starving. All like work was super dangerous. You had kids working. They would get their hands cut off the <laughs> machines and stuff. It's like, I understand the desire to like apply technology when it's like yeah, cooking sucks. Make it like, easier. Yeah. yeah. But I think that it started to replace people like learning these skills and actually mm. applying themselves because now like you have people who don't even have to leave their door they can just order doordash and have it delivered yeah like yeah. they don't even have to hunt and hunt and gather anymore it's like literally just it's amazing move, like you just move a couple <laughs> fingers and you press a button yeah. and you now have food delivered to you and then you could have that delivered to you every single day to the, to the point of getting like super overweight yeah you never have to move You're, you can do your work from home you can yeah like and and so there's no more like application of the of the human body like there's so much like the technology has the the convenience and the comfort has provided us like luxuries that you know we never got to experience but at what cost you know yeah. like those they may be saving us a cost somewhere else but then we're having to pay with it with with something well i think it's it's we're we're kind of in a cycle and now we're going to slowly move away from the over softening of the world or like just like now i think people are starting to incorporate almost a regiment of tough of like bad experience like people <laughs> now like like you have to work out you have to go do this thing and, and you have to I like know, right? <laughs> you, you make yourself do it regularly of not a, like we have developed so much that we've basically just escaped all at, like work so now we have to reintroduce I know, it on we, purpose ex exactly actually it's funny you say that because i was kind of the same concept as talking um yesterday with with my friend we were starting to learn sewing and you know we went and we got like a sewing machine and we we're like watching videos yesterday of like how to set it up and how you know how to start the sewing process and i was saying there i was like, you know all of my grandparents and my great grandparents like they had to sew like they mm -hmm. had to make clothes for their family mm -hmm. and like it was up to the mom like it wasn't even a question like like sewing was a necessity and then here we are like a couple generations later and we're like we don't even have to sew but we're we have to yeah. find a new purpose of why like, we want to learn to sew because it's been so it. like, like 
it's been so capitalized that like clothing is just such abundantly available that I don't have the same necessity that my that my grandparents had mm -hmm. like you know we don't have any clothes like we're on a boat coming yeah. to america we like have to sew clothing it's like everybody had one set of clothes and that was yeah and like you're lucky you're lucky if you get more clothes and like you're lucky if you know somebody who knows how to use the sewing machine and knows how to make cool clothes mm -hmm. and so yeah i think that that kind of goes into what you were just talking about it's like the purpose of why we have to do things now it's like in the past it was it was out of necessity like we did those things not because we thought about it but it's like we had to run to like hunt and catch mm -hmm. the animal and like you know we had to do these certain just things to survive and now it's <laughs> it's like all of these these skills that we once had to do most people don't even have them anymore yeah. like most people don't have cooking skills or like any basic you like can't repair living, your house. basic you can, living yeah. skills because it's been so externalized and you know oh well there's someone else who does it and i think in you know a lot of ways like the part of different community community members having like different tasks like i like that but the way that capitalism has made it i don't know it's just like this like i have something you want and mm. you have to give me something and i just like mm. i'm not I know that that's how it is right now, and I just say I don't like it. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's good, though, that it's, like, it's sort of a, it's the social contract of, like, like I, I thought about this the other day. It's, like, why is somebody making me frozen pizzas? Why are you making frozen pizzas? <laughs> it's not like they dreamt about it. Like, I just love frozen pizzas. I love just all <laughs> I that. Art. Exactly. But that's the deal is, like, the reason that somebody makes frozen pizzas is because then they'll make money and then they can pay somebody else to come and fix their toilets and now they'll never have to fix the toilet it's the deal of why am i doing this thing that sucks oh well because everybody else is doing everything else for me and so this is like it's kind of you know, not like saying it's like communist is the wrong way to think about it but um it is sort of like yeah it's the social contract of i'm doing this for you because you're kind of doing something else for me in some odd way, or nah, it's yeah. somebody else and doing guess, something for me. I guess that's how it should more be, and I and I think that over time, you know, we've seen a lot less people starting to do things and people getting more like free handouts. And I think with the free handouts, people are like expecting. You yeah. know, well, it's like why nobody wants to be a garbage man. So yeah, like, they're like, why, why would, would I, I work? That? And now, now we have like people. You know, I would say a lot of people in our generation and even younger who are just like, I don't even want to work. Like why? Yeah. Like why would I get a job? Everything sucks. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I think like you, that's one of those things. Like you need that. You need the work. You need the sort of suffering. You need the fear. Or like because you need the discipline yeah. of just like doing something that you don't like to do to the point where you find, I guess you find the reason of why you're doing that thing. Well, I think it's like our nature. Like we evolved in a world that needs us to work. We evolved in a world that is scary. That you have to go out and find your food. You have to you know walk with your feet bare, kind of thing. Like mm -hmm. you are built for. A certain environment and now that we have all this technology that let us escape the environment we're kind of realizing that yeah it sucked but but we're built for that and so this soft world yeah. is kind of met it's not healthy Ex for us exactly and we still need we need a balance of that environment and of you know the technology and i, I think that oh and earlier i was going to go into from from the feet is like you know another free thing i can 
give people is like to go out and just like touch the earth mm -hmm. like you need to put your feet on the earth whether it's on the beach or on like the grass but you need to like touch the earth once a day <laughs> mm. and i think that there's people who go weeks without ever touching the earth like yeah. they're constantly wearing shoes or they just like never like interact with anything and any of the electrical signals of earth and i think over time what happens in the body like um energetically is through too many stress hormones and like the energy of stress like if if you were to imagine when you when you get really stressed and you feel kind of like ooh, like it's just like really shaky and you know there's a lot of like pent-up energy that needs to go somewhere and the way to remove that there's several ways you can release the stress from your body but a really easy way is to go into nature and just like sit you know in a park or something and you know put all of that energy like into the earth and mm. not in like a negative way of like oh i'm giving the stress to earth <laughs> <laughs> but like in a way that the earth naturally is capable of neutralizing that energy within the human body mm. and is able to provide like the almost like the the polarity that you would get in a battery to sort of like ground the charge and so the the charge of stress leaves your body and so now you're just like neutrally still mm. I've definitely, yeah, I've had experience where, like, I was sitting in my room and it just feels like it's, like, closing in and you're, like, you're just, like, gonna rip your hair out, just going nuts and you just need to go outside, like, just go, like, I would go for a drive, but, like, mm -hmm. you know, and I have a convertible, so you go for a drive, top down, it's just, like, oh, it's just nice to be outside, to move around, you're not just sitting there spinning your wheels just in your room and, and there's times, like, you, you can live your life without with spending the 99% of it indoors like mm -hmm. you go immediately from the car to to the building yeah and back. right like you don't ever have to really be outside like mm -hmm. and it's I don't know it, it, it's it's odd it almost seems like like the air wise it's like you're not supposed to just breathe indoor air all the time no and like I it's mean, so stuffy and I and I also think there's something about like corners is like you look out in nature in the natural mm -hmm. world you don't see corners mm -hmm. and I just like don't think it's a natural thing and I'm sure you've probably seen there's like circle houses yeah <laughs> so the, I, I've never actually been in a circle house before but I have been in um, buildings that have like more oval like um, hallways mm -hmm. where like instead of it being corners and squares and like these sharp lines it's more of just this like overall like kind of flowing shape and you know i think that that affects our consciousness as well and i mean even i think the art of feng shui is all about that you know mm -hmm. and like they they say that each corner does have its own like meaning and that the energy like if you have a door or you have a bed in front of a door like there's all these kind of rules or like they yeah. almost like almost like philosophical like maybe psychological energetic movements of you know how energy moves into a space and if you have something in a particular like direction of that space then like the energy is going to subconsciously like promote more mm. <laughs> i haven't looked too much into it because that's another thing where i'm like i feel like that's similar to art is that it could be pretty open to interpretation but you know i do think that there is some truth in that mm. and i mean you could probably see that in like if even in the even in like the the most basic sense of feng shui like you walk into somebody's like college apartment and they've got like 
they've got like beer bottles everywhere and mm -hmm. like gunk and dirt and like grime all over the place. You walk in, you can just it's already like feel the energy compared to you walked into somebody's like really nice home and it's like freshly cleaned and there's like fresh cookies being made mm -hmm. and you know it's like the whole feng shui of of the energy of those places is completely different based on like so many different factors of how it's contained and mm -hmm. how it's like organized and taken care of yeah i mean and you can tell a lot about a person by their room mm -hmm. like that's it's you can tell if the, somebody's room is like messy chaotic you're like that's kind of how they're thinking exactly it's very but then you, on the flip side it's like if everything is in ex exactly the right place you're like oh this person anal you know <laughs> I know yes yeah and, and I think it just all comes down to like balance and being able to you know not be anal and not like be anxious about things being out of place but being pretty on top of keeping those things in place so that it doesn't get out of hand yeah I think moderation is sort of the key with I mean, it just seems like the key, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, with, with everything. Yeah, it's like you can't have too much food. You know, you don't want to have too much inside. Too much to have things too easy, but don't obviously you don't want it too hard. That's <laughs> it I know, and I'm, I feel like the truth ultimately is really, really simple. And the world that we like live in is kind of complicated and makes things complicated. Mm. And so people think that the way in which to solve their complicated problems is with a complicated solution. But like, actually, I mean, you'll, you'll see in, it's all, I, I think I said this in the last podcast is that it's like always simple. Like the truth mm -hmm. is like as simple as it can be. Usually most of the time it's all you have to do. is just like chill. Yeah. <laughs> All you have to do is relax. Well, I think it, 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 things are simple, but they they can still be very hard. Like that that moderation, like when you first eat after you know a long day, like a long fast, you first eat. You know, it's very hard. I mm -hmm. think it's almost harder to say like this is enough. This middle amount is just enough versus none. Or yeah, because I think especially if you, it depends. Okay, I guess like for me as a child. Um, you know, I was always like, oh, you have to eat all your food on your plate or else you're wasting. And, it, you know, and so I would always like grab a lot of food, even though I could have maybe grabbed less food and then not eaten as much. But then there's a part of me that maybe felt like in the beginning, oh, if I don't grab more food, what if I'm more hungry and I need to like come back up for more? And what if they run out if I don't get more? And so and this is just like my own personal experience with that but it makes me like the choices of why i get this much food and then i'm like sitting there and i'm like oh no like i don't even want this much food this is too much now i'm gonna end up wasting anyways mm. and it's like so i think so many people have anxieties about food and i just don't it's it's like interesting all of the concepts of food that have come up and the ways that people like interact with it i mean what have you done to try and like get out of your head in that like getting caught up in things like that where you you know like same thing with like anger or just like oh like i need this food like how have you been able to kind of like step back from it and and not like internalize all those kind of incorrect ways of thinking uh i mean i guess just like the relationship that i allow my body to have with food is more you know i i want to protect my body from bad ingredients and this is just from like time and time again of like getting really sick when i don't and i choose to eat certain things that i know 
I've had bad reactions to before and and so like I have to have certain boundaries for my body to protect my body but then on top of that just feeling I guess um, not being anxious about like the foods and just like when it comes to simplicity is the truth of um, like just simple foods mm. and like simple fruits and you know if I do feel hungrier or like I'm not feeling satisfied I'm starting to look into okay well what else am I feeling like under these emotions like what what else am I feeling under these hungers is it actually something more there than just you know me being hungry because I've already eaten enough that it should have satisfied that craving but now I'm like still hungry and so obviously that that cravings hasn't gone yet and and part of like you know when I went on my road trip and I went and I experienced like a lot of the world and I was just exploring I really wasn't hungry or having cravings during that like I wasn't having any of my addictive cravings that I usually have and that's because I was feeding a part of my soul that wants to like adventure and like explore mm -hmm. and so I think I realized because when I came back from my road trip and now I'm like starting to work again I started eating a lot more and I noticed my health was actually much better when I was traveling because I was like out and like doing all these things and I don't know it's just like interesting to see how I start craving more when I'm not getting that experience that really that's I want that experience yeah like that excitement I guess yeah I found that I, I um I went on a college road trip with my mom a few years back and I don't know what switch went off in my head but I was just like I'm just gonna eat a little bit and like that's gonna be enough like I normally when I get food I'm going for like whatever has the most food but I was like you know what I'll just get whatever whatever seems appealing and however much it is is fine so like I had like six deviled eggs for like lunch one time which is nothing to me but I had that sort of mentality mm -hmm. the whole way through of like this is enough like that's fine mm -hmm. and I don't know how to get that back like it was mm. it's, it was so surreal to just not have that kind of hunger or yeah, like you're that, tapping like, into your breathitarianism yeah. what, what, do you, what, do you, what do you mean like i mean you already naturally have that within you and and that's what i'm trying to describe like basically what you experience because when you were in that you know that trip like you were experiencing like your consciousness was opening up and expanding to different environments mm -hmm. and so you were almost like you're almost eating like the different environments or you're digesting the different experiences and those were feeding you and they were feeding you and sustaining you enough to the point where you didn't need to supplement it with like physical food mm. and so like that's the that's the point that i'm trying to make is that you know when we're craving a certain thing and we're craving a lot of that thing or whatever it is that we're craving we're really craving some sort of experience that our soul truly desires to have mm. and that experience is up to us to give ourselves and you know a lot of I notice actually a lot of the cravings I have tend to like I have a lot more sweet cravings and I can't like chocolate and things mm. that are really like comforting and um have that just let that sweetness and it's probably because i'm craving the sweetness of life and i'm craving some sort of 
comfort and satisfaction from the things in my life and I'm usually craving it more when I should be doing art or something creative mm. and then I don't end up doing that thing and then I supplement it with something sweet and then I then I start to feel guilt about eating something sweet because I'm like I didn't actually deserve that I didn't do anything and that's not like the healthiest mindset to have mm -hmm. but I do recognize it's like really what I'm craving is the experience to like create things and you know to feel the sweetness of like my creations and to sort of I guess revel in it or to just be proud of the, what I accomplish and then when I don't when I don't satisfy those like cravings for creation then I end up supplementing it with like a physical food mm. yeah I, it is like it's weird. I think people do that too a lot with like drugs and alcohol as well. It's like you're not, mm -hmm. if you're not stimulated enough or it is just kind of like that escape from the reality where you're, you're not doing something that's enough. Like you're, it, you're, yeah, you're not, you're not satisfying your own like soul quench, you know? Like I think that we all have some like unearthly desire to do something in this world. And I mean, you know, it can be different for everybody, like some, and a lot of the time for most people it's, you know, to find this like other person and to like, you know, live this life with this person and to have that sort of like soul connection. And a lot of people end up when, if they don't get that, they'll end up replacing it with food. Mm. And, and so I think, I mean, deep down at its core, or cats. <laughs> yeah, or cats, <laughs> but like at its core, it's really like people replace like people have these cravings because really they have soul cravings that are not like being fulfilled and then they just like keep eating and then they the reason why people get old and die is because they never fulfill their soul mission they never live an exciting life and then they just start to get depressed about their life and then they just start to die faster because they're like what's there to live for hmm. i'm gonna live like hundreds of years <laughs> I mean, uh, you may not believe me, but I'm gonna live hundreds of years. I, I definitely think it, it. If you have something that is compelling and you're not like destroying your body as well, like I, I definitely think that will contribute to like a long life. Like I think of. Like, You'll see. You know, look at me in ten, at least ten years from now. I'm gonna look the same age I look like right now. Uh we'll see. We'll see about that one. Uh, I have to take a photo, but uh, but I think it, it's. Like, I think of, like, the old karate masters of, like, they're staying active and they're not, like, as long as you don't kind of get uh, drawn in by, like, what I would call, you know, like, sin coming from, like, a, the, you know, Christian background of, like, just doing all these wrong things that are slowly eating away at you. If you can manage to sort of find a healthy place to be and a healthy thing to do then that will give you a lot of longevity. Mm -hmm. But finding that, that is so difficult. I mean, it's it seems like... And, it's and, not and, difficult. You just have to let go of all the things you're attached to. Well, that's difficult. That's it hard. Seems really difficult, hard. But it's actually like, you're like letting go of control. Like actually holding on to all the things you're attached to is more difficult, but you're just used to doing that. Mm. But it's like, if you think about it in terms of, like if you're holding up, like I gave you a bag and in that bag is like a bunch of boulders and rocks. And you're like <laughs> holding this bag, but you've been holding this bag for like 
30 years now to the point where you're like attached yeah. to these rocks. And like everybody's going to say, where's your bag? Where yeah, like, you the like, bag guy? exactly. And so it's like this bag has become a part of you. And now I tell you, I'm like, your life could be so much easier if you put that bag down. But you're like, somebody like gave me this bag and they told me that I have to have it. And if I don't have it, I'm going to die. And then I'm like, no, you don't have to have it. I don't know who that person was, but they lied to you. Mm. And now you're like in this moment of like, oh, was I tricked? Was I tricked my whole life? And was I lied to about everything? And everything I had thought I believed about reality that like gave me some senses of like authority within my own life now is not true. So there's like a lot that you have to accept. And then when you let go of the bag, you realize how light you actually are. You never needed it in the first place and that you still exist without it. Hmm. That, that is immortality. But that's, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, I mean, it's destructive too. Like that's, that's not in a, in a negative way, but it's like if your personality is, surrounds this bag, if you are the bag person and then you lose yourself, it is very much like, and I'm not saying, you know, you shouldn't do that, but it like that is a hard trial to yeah. endure. That is a big thing f for people that to be is like. True. It's like, you know, you see people and they lose their jobs and and yeah, you, they're like you have this career and some people it is like for whatever reason you lose your career, you can never do it again. And that will like destroy these people or like like Britney yeah. Spears or something like that. It's like you are a star. That is who you are. And now you, like once people have, you know, put you down and picked up the next toy it's like your whole being is destroyed and you don't yeah. know how, and, how and to and that's survive. why people shouldn't attach their like sense of self-worth to anything in the physical realm <laughs> i don't know like because it's so it, hard to do or like i don't even know if that's necessary not to attach to anything it's just picking the right things to attach to I guess so, but I mean, and I, I guess this goes more into like the spiritual aspects of, of the being because, you know, for me, I attach like my self-worth to how, like how much I'm growing in the eyes of God and, you know, nothing can ever take that away. Like, you mm -hmm. know, all of the growth that I've gone through, like nobody can mess with that. And, you know, where I am right now in my soul growth, like it's it's just untouchable and and so like where i source my power from is something that nobody can ever take from me mm. nobody can ever take god's love from me and they could try to convince me that like that that love isn't there and they could try to you know trick me into thinking that i'm all alone but really that's any anything that they try to do is to trick me into not knowing where my power comes from and so if somebody attaches their sense of self-worth which is ultimately their power to like oh i have a bunch of bugattis and like yeah mm. <laughs> and i have like all these things and i'm you know i have this house i have like all those things can be taken away from you but if you don't attach yourself to something that cannot be taken away from you then like mm. yeah so it, it may mm. seem like it's it's hard but it, i feel like it's harder to you know like think that these things give you like that worth when really like worth is intrinsic and i've actually been learning a lot about you know what it what it really means to be abundant and you know what it really means to be worthy of having abundance and part of that has to do with like what you give to the world and you know i see a lot of 
I see a lot of women and you know, a lot of you know men in in the conversation of like oh like how are you worthy like are you worthy for me or like what do you bring to the table like in the dating market or whatever and you know women I've seen a lot of women say like my time mm. like like my presence is what I bring mm. and it's like <laughs> it's funny because you know I mean in a way like I. I have similar thoughts, but I know that that's not the only thing that I even bring of worth and that really what makes me more worthy and valuable of a person is like how much I can give to people. Like the the things that I can give to people in terms of information or items will all create an abundance of health. Hmm. Like the, the keys that I can give to people, the, the healing modalities that I have all have something uh, an energy in them with the intention of giving life and that life itself is abundance like it's it's the abundance of being it's the abundance of breathing it's just i can give people something that intrinsically would give them their their life more value and so what i bring to the table is this ability to create life and give that life and i think that that's what makes me a really valuable person um in society and you know and my presence because of what I can give my I would say that my presence is a gift but I see a lot of women go to that first without actually even putting in the work mm. for their presence to be a gift mm -hmm. and they think that just by existing they should be like have queen status like no you gotta work to have queen status yeah some bastardization of the idea of like oh my presence is worth it yeah they don't they don't they just assume that rather than being like, no, if you were actually like, like there's a difference between just saying, oh, I'm the shit versus actually being. Yeah. The shit. Like actually knowing. Cause I mean, and you know, from my, from my own experience, like I've, I've helped a lot of people. I've helped heal many people in my life who I still talk to. And you know, they've told, they've told me about the impact that I've made on their, on their life. And just by me being present and that's by me showing up and being like actually being present and being available to hear and see them and like, you know, go through with them, whatever, whatever they need help with. And by providing, you know, the, the gifts that I, that I can give them, that's, just seeing that live outside of me and live in people where they continue to be gra like grateful for what I gave them. Mm -hmm. That's like how I know that, you know, the things that I'm doing for people are helping people like that feedback gives me the affirmation that I can, you know, that I can say like that. I know that my presence is helpful to other people, mm -hmm. but even then it's like, I don't expect queen status from anybody. And I feel like there's a lot of women who are like expecting this like high yeah. status without even doing anything yeah that's i mean that i think is um just very prideful rather than just i mean you know at least from what you're saying it seems very like you're very self-secure you know mm -hmm. like you're very and and you know it, it's healthy and and but, but <laughs> like what i'm thinking is because i've i don't remember who said it i don't it might have been like a buddhist thing or something but it's like the peak human is becoming like a wheel just rotating about itself like you are good just being you you don't need anything mm -hmm. as long as you know like as long as you're not dying or in pain or something <laughs> like that you know like 
you you're like I'm good you know like I don't mm-hmm. need this I can I can go anywhere and I'll be fine because I got my own thing going on I you know exactly. I contribute I know what I you know yeah and that and that goes into like being your own frequency and you know not allowing other people to sort of change you or to disrupt your peace mm. but it's very hard to do that you know like or at least you know you say like oh you just think it's hard but yeah but no i think it, i think it really is like a difficult thing to do coming from a state of you know you have all these oh i want this or my value is based off this and if i you know if i don't have my job then i'm worthless kind of thing or they have their they desire certain things that are incorrect like oh i love candy i just want to eat candy all day mm-hmm. so things like that where you're 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 not set up like you're not starting the game without any weird attachments or like parasites if you will attached to you and so being that you're set up like you start out with whatever the hell you have mm-hmm. and you have to slowly clean it all away yeah and, and also like build yourself up too because you can't I, just go and be like yeah i'm like like just the self-confidence <laughs> of like oh you're, like you're saying like my presence is good because I build people up or just, you know, mm-hmm. something like that. You can't, you didn't just automatically do that, right? Or like, no, you have to find I, your thing. Yes. And I, it's definitely taken me some time to get to this point. And I'm grateful that, you know, there are many, many hours and moments where I, where I pray to, you know, be aligned to my like highest potential timeline. And I, I think that's where like words and, you know, prayer comes in is that you can, help direct yourself if you know how to communicate it and you know how to like speak those words you know into spirit and and, you know and speak to god and just say like this is like i'm committing myself like i intentionally purely want to become the best version of myself and you know whatever whatever that takes like i commit to it Mm. and you know there's been quite a lot of things that um in the past god has told me to do or not to do and sometimes i've made the choice to listen or not listen and i pay the consequences when i don't listen because and i see them very clearly um and they start to get louder and louder and that's because i keep asking i'm like i want to be on this path like i want to be as great as i was created to be and you know that's like something i'm pretty consistent in and i feel that this like the speaking out into existence has helped sort of guide me and keep me like centered because i know why i'm doing what i'm doing Mm. and i'm like putting it out there (laughs) it's so weird like just thinking about this conversation i'm like right now i'm like okay yeah i like this is very like yeah self-actualized just be like you gotta sacrifice a lot of things to kind of get to where you want to be but you know thinking about the beginning of it also is is like drinking pee (laughs) (laughs) i know i know and you're like how does this connect like how does it all and no it's astonishing like like i i I, you know i see you girl like you know know. i see you like (laughs) well and that's and i think that's also why like as i'm not just a regular like person i'm not like a homeless person like like, (laughs) go just like take a cup you know like i'm a very different type of person and for the information to come for me which is why i told you beforehand i was like i want 
like this information i don't necessarily want people to know because i still don't think that people are ready for that type of mm -hmm. information and i need more time under my belt of like showing that i'm like very efficient in health and that like if you saw my family and you saw the the people that i grew up with and like what where they're at and their health you would see very very differently and i'm like living a very different experience i don't take any pills like i don't even take any herbs anymore i'm operating every day i'm getting to a point where i'm not needing caffeine and that's because i've enjoyed the entertainment of caffeine <laughs> and i recognize that everything that i ingest and that i consume like i'm gonna go have dinner later at the theater and i'm gonna have it for entertainment not because i'm hungry <laughs> <laughs> like and i had food earlier and i wasn't even hungry but she she bought the food so she gave me some of it but yeah it's just i'm like I'm getting to a point in my being where I'm not even feeling hungry anymore, but I'm still participating in society mm. and I have to and I actually notice how it affects my body when I'm when I'm consuming food as I'm now starting to create more of my own energy. Mm. And mm. it took me quite a bit and I guess I should say um you know how i even got like how does somebody get into doing this? Mm. You know, like how does someone start and I saw somebody on Instagram probably like a couple years ago and they were like oh if you drink pee it kills parasites and I'm like parasites that's like my biggest fear ever since I was a child I was like no I was like I literally but then I was like hey and I was like that sounds so weird and they're like yeah just you know you only need like a little like some drops and it's enough and you know it'll it'll start to kill them and I was like okay I was like I'm just gonna try like a couple drops I was like it can't kill me and I'm like I'm a I'm an experimenter you know if I see something as long as I'm like like it's not gonna kill me I'm not gonna take some random chemical poison you know mm -hmm. but like I was like this is my own body and like they you know you even said to me earlier about Bear Grylls it's like they've said on you know it's this doesn't kill you like, yeah you can don't do die. it you can do it so <laughs> i did a couple of drops under my tongue and i remember right after i did that i started to like like the way that it tasted it tasted like the food that i ate earlier and i was like oh but it was but it was in a way that it was like i was tasting like the salt content of the food like it wasn't the food but it was more of like almost almost like the heaviness and it was like it was like information that was speaking to me in a different way and it kind of made me really curious and then after that i didn't i actually felt a lot of energy like after i did it the first time and i was like wow that was that was interesting and then so i started to just experiment with it like on and off and just doing like a couple drops under my tongue because you have um you have like receptors under your tongue mm -hmm. that i don't know if you've ever heard of that like when people say if you take a drug or something if you put under your tongue it goes to your bloodstream faster mm -hmm. and so there's like direct like um readers like in that area because of the the type of receptors and so the more that i started doing it the more that i realized it was the state of my blood and it also had to it was also emotional almost it was like there were, there were a couple times if I was like really emotional or sad, it would taste almost like 
sad. Like it kind of had a really like bitter taste to it when I was really sad. But if I was like really happy and high energy, it tasted sweet. Like it, it tasted like coconut water with honey in it. Hmm. And so seeing like over time that it actually changes based on the state of the body. And I showed you that I like showed you visual proof mm -hmm. of it changing based on different frequencies or like activities that I was doing. But it, it changes so drastically that the more that I started to do it and the more that I started to notice that my body was like curing itself of everything. And I tell you, like I have dealt with so many health issues in my life. For the first time in my life, I did not have any health problems. Like I actually feel there's like a couple things here and there. Like I like I have Probably like my teeth is like the only thing, and I've always had teeth issues and like cavities and stuff. So that's like something been very prevalent and still something I'm like working through. But other than that, like I don't have any health problems anymore. Hmm. I've like cured my ADHD. I've cured all of my digestive problems, all of the heart pain that I had as a child. Um, I mean, anxiety, like, uh, anxiety is like a natural thing that is not, like, I don't think that that's a disease, like, you mm -hmm. know, emotional things aren't really, like, diseases, but, like, physical, yeah, so I would say that I'm at proficient health, I'm, I can wake up, I can stay up several hours, and I, I'm doing, like, a lot of work throughout the day, and I have a lot more energy than most people, and when I go out and about, like, I don't have any mucus in my body, I notice people get a lot more mucus in their body, and... And it's because urine actually cure. It brings all of it out. Like if you drink it back, your your body starts like excreting and does like an internal enema, and it just starts clearing your digestive system of like all the waste that's like stuck on the inside of your colon walls, mm -hmm. and it just starts cleansing. And I, you know, it's like if I do it more consistently, I don't have any cravings for food and I'm just feeling more energy and I, I just have more energy than most people. And I mean, like I said, I'm not perfect and I definitely haven't gone fully into it because there's been a lot of like, oh, I don't, I don't actually fully know or I didn't really believe it at first and I was trying to look at these people who do it and I was trying to convince myself like they're they're crazy. I was gonna say like what is what was the first time like that's gotta be like a like gun to your mouth almost kind of well, like, but, ah. I mean so it doesn't taste as bad like when you fast and probably the best time to do it would be like after fasting or after um, consuming like watermelon or something like really like watery mm -hmm. because then it would taste just like water but it doesn't matter when you do it it's always good for you um, and it always would give you the information you need it would like instantly hydrate you which is the point is that people are just like dehydrated and this is where longevity comes from is like if you're always hydrated and you're always like young because you always have water in you then you'll never get old mm. if you're like constantly hydrated and we're just like a water organism but we'll have to go and like probably <laughs> yeah i was gonna say that might be the perfect time to wrap it up um i mean do you have any any closing thoughts that you want to tell the people um so there's a couple there's like a book about it it's called um I think it's like John Armstrong, um, the, hold on, I think, I think it's called The Water of Life, and mm. 
John, yeah, it's called The Water of Life, um, a treatise on urine therapy by John W. Armstrong. He's a doctor, and this is basically like studies. Like, he has like data and information of all of the studies that he's cured of like many patients but he has to market it and he has to hide the book because you know he's telling people that he's curing cancer and any person that does that that's not like mainstream they're like oh they're they're like being pushed out like mm. they're they're not allowing this information to get out and that's why i said earlier this information could be dangerous because if this if people started to really see the truth in this information um that there would be no money in the health there would be no money in like the doctors you wouldn't need the doctors because you have healing with you at all times that like people would start becoming so self-sufficient that they would not need all of these things in place mm -hmm. and so that's why it can be dangerous and i wouldn't i would not go out of my way to tell people this if i really truly didn't believe it and it and you know i've been doing it for a couple years now and doing lots of research far before i ever st decided to start telling people because i was like i'm gonna see i'm gonna see if it's legit with my body and i have only seen like good positive like things come come from it and i just feel more free <laughs> all right well i mean i've You've definitely uh, <laughs> tempted me the most that I've ever been tempted before. I won't say that I'm convinced, but I'm definitely less apprehensive than I was before. Nice. Um, <laughs> nice. But, um, well, I planted the seed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Give it a couple of months, I'll be drinking my pee. <laughs> um, but thank you for coming on, Aurora. It's been mm -hmm. an absolute pleasure, uh, and I hope to have you back again sometime soon. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me. Of course, of course. All right. Bye, everybody.